Hey friends, and welcome to episode 104 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about saying thanks. If you're listening in real time, it's the Monday before Thanksgiving 2021, so gratitude and giving thanks tends to be top of mind this time of year. Not only that, Thanksgiving festivities also tend to be the official kickoff to the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Last year in 2020, the holiday season looked a lot different and was a lot slower for our family. While we did have a small Thanksgiving gathering with close family, our December calendar definitely wasn't filled with the typical holiday parties, dinners, and get-togethers. You know, it's like the year moves in slow motion from January to March, and then the tempo picks up a little bit in the spring when the days start to get longer. Summer is a mix, feeling painstakingly slow one minute, but then a getaway to the beach passes by in a blur. And then once Thanksgiving arrives, all bets are off and it's 90 miles an hour till the new year. While you certainly don't have to wait until the busiest time of year to think about gratitude, of course you can and should be thankful for what you have all year long, But when life feels like an unstoppable conveyor belt, practicing gratitude is actually more important than ever. And that's exactly what I'm talking about here in episode 104. First, I'm sharing some of the amazing mental and physical benefits of cultivating gratitude on a regular basis. Turns out saying thanks is not only the nice thing to do, it's really good for you. Then, you'll hear why a gratitude practice doesn't have to be complicated, stuffy, or formal. I'll talk about how you can realistically incorporate intentional gratitude moments into your already busy days. And finally, I'll share three super easy ideas you can steal to create your own gratitude mini moments. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus I'll include links to any of the resources I've mentioned. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 104. I always want to say thank you to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with others. And thank you for being a fan. Since we're talking gratitude today, I want you to know that I'd be so incredibly grateful for your review over on Apple Podcasts. When you leave a rating or a review to tell me that you're enjoying the show or what you're implementing, it helps other people like you find it's about time and it helps build our shared movement to ban busy as a badge of honor. Plus, you might get a shout out like this one going out to SSGE0204. SSGE0204 was so kind to leave a five-star rating and review for It's About Time. SSGE0204 writes, awesome, awesome, awesome. I really need help in managing my time. 
I've been listening since Saturday and my biggest takeaway is leaving my phone alone and not scrolling through social media unless it's the designated time. My screen time is down 31% in three days. I've been productive at work. I can't wait to apply everything. I need to sit and write down a lot of things. I'm so happy I found you, Anna. Bonus, I like listening to how you talk. I'm going to be honest, I've stopped listening to some podcasts because of the voice or way of talking of the podcaster. Well, my friend, thank you so, so much. Reducing your screen time, that's huge. I'm so excited that what you're hearing on the show is making such a big impact on your life and how you spend your time. That's exactly why I created the show in the first place, to help others find ways to make life just a little better and just a little less overwhelming. And thank you for the kind words about my speaking voice. It really means a lot to hear that. Now, I will admit, I have a little bit of a cold right now, so I don't exactly sound like myself, but here's a little background on why that means so much. So my mom is an amazing singer. She studied vocal performance in college. She's sung in choirs all over the world. She's performed in stage productions. And, well, I've never felt super confident about my singing voice. But years ago, I told myself, well, if I can't be a good singer, then maybe I can use my voice in a different way and be a speaker instead. So thank you. Your kind words mean more than you probably realize. And I'm so grateful to have you as a listener and a subscriber. Oh, and one last thing before we start. You've heard me talk about priorities here on It's About Time. You've heard me share what a game changer it is to design an ideal week. And you've probably heard me talk about how absolutely vital it is to have a weekly planning session in order to step into your week feeling confident, prepared, and ready for anything. Well... I am so excited to share that my signature course, Get a Game Plan, Three Steps to Design Your Winning Week, is only $27 for a limited time. Yes, I've decided to get in on the Black Friday fun. So head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Black Friday to get Get a Game Plan for only $27. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, let's jump right in, shall we? Gratitude. When you think of gratitude, what comes to mind first? For me, I think of Thanksgiving, obviously, but I also think of thank you notes. I wrote what felt like hundreds of thank you notes for wedding gifts when Scott and I got married. And then again for baby gifts when Millie was born. I actually love writing thank you notes. It's one of my favorite things to do. So I decided to do a quick search for the history of thank you notes. And I found that the earliest versions of thank you notes 
date back to the 1400s when Europeans exchanged notes with friends and family, typically delivering them by hand. Thank you notes then made their way to the U.S. in the mid-1850s, and the availability of postage stamps really helped thank you notes take off as a practice. When you express thanks to someone for a gift, a kind gesture, a meal, for hosting a party, or for their contribution to a project at work, whatever it is, saying thanks makes people feel appreciated and loved. It's a sign of respect and you're acknowledging their effort, which can then motivate them to do more of what they were thanked for or go the extra mile in the future. But saying thank you to someone is also the simplest form of expressing gratitude. But there's more to gratitude than saying thank you to others. There's the consistent practice of being thankful for what you already have. I'm sure we've all heard before that having an attitude of gratitude has tons of positive benefits. And it's true. Practicing gratitude has been shown to ease symptoms of anxiety, improve your mood, cultivate an optimistic outlook, and more. Those who regularly practice gratitude even sleep better and express more kindness and compassion toward others. After the past year and a half of living through a pandemic, gratitude could be just what the doctor ordered. After interviewing countless individuals and over a decade of research, Brene Brown says that she did not interview one person who had described themselves as joyful who also did not actively practice gratitude. She found that practicing gratitude invites joy into our lives. I mean, come on, who couldn't use a little more joy? And if Brene's research connects gratitude and joy, then I'm all in. But here's the thing. When the joyful folks she talked to said that they practiced gratitude, they didn't just, you know, have an attitude of gratitude or feel grateful. They had an actual practice, a routine, or a habit in place. And this is what I really want to unpack in this episode. This whole gratitude practice thing. Something about the phrase gratitude practice almost makes it feel like work. like Just another thing to add to your already mile-long to-do list. So I'm someone who really enjoys big picture thinking. Give me one small idea and I'll take it and run with it and sometimes run a little too far and a little too big. And then all of a sudden, the idea feels so huge and impossible that it doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) When if I just let it be one small idea, then it would feel doable. So when I think gratitude practice, I might get in my head that I need to go buy a gratitude journal and spend time journaling for 15 minutes every morning and then realize, oh wow, so I need to wake up earlier to do that and then I'd probably spend an hour looking for the perfect gratitude journal and then I'd probably just give up. But it doesn't have to be that way. As much as the world tells us to think big, go big, do it big, This is one area where, you know what, it's okay to think small, to go small, and to do it small. Because sometimes small is what it takes to make things happen. 
And a gratitude practice that never gets off the ground isn't a practice at all. Like I remember one of my time management coaching clients, we were working together to design her shutdown routine, which if you're curious about the shutdown routine, you can hear more about that over in episode five. But she had this big idea that she was going to write five thank you notes at the end of each day, which I mean, that sounds lovely. But what happened? She ended up writing exactly zero because she felt like if she didn't have enough time for five, then she didn't have enough time for any. So if you're like me or if you're like my ambitious client, think about what you might like to do to practice gratitude and then dial it back a notch. Instead of committing to writing five handwritten thank you notes each day, She instead sent one email thanking a member of her team for a contribution they'd made in the past week. It was big enough to have an impact, but small enough to actually happen. So if there's one thing you take away from this episode, when it comes to creating a gratitude practice, in order to actually do it, don't try to overdo it. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about how to realistically incorporate a gratitude practice into our already busy lives. Making gratitude easy comes down to habit stacking. 
Habit stacking is the strategy of taking an existing habit, something you're already doing pretty much without thinking, and adding something new to the mix. Stacking them. So before long, the new thing, in this case, a gratitude practice, just becomes second nature. A new habit. A gratitude habit. So ask yourself, what's something you already do every day without fail? And how can you turn it into a gratitude mini-moment? Plus, calling it a mini-moment just makes it sound even simpler and easier to do. And that's what we want, right? Simple, not complicated. Here are three habit-stacking gratitude mini-moments that you can steal just in time for the busy holiday season so you can be intentional about gratitude and cultivate just a little more joy in your life. Gratitude mini-moment number one. One of the most common examples of a habit is brushing our teeth because hopefully that's something we're all doing at least twice a day without fail. So if you decide to use brushing your teeth to habit stack your gratitude practice, here's one simple way you could do it. Grab a sticky note and write the word gratitude and then put the sticky note near where you keep your toothbrush. Next time you brush your teeth, you see the gratitude sticky note and you think of one thing you're grateful for. Boom, gratitude practice. Next, gratitude mini moment number two, dinner. We've all got to eat. And whether you're sharing a meal with family or you're dining solo on takeout in front of the TV, it's a great consistent opportunity to think about thanks. I mentioned Brene Brown earlier. Once she learned that gratitude practice equals more joy, she kicked off a new family tradition in which everyone would go around the table each night at dinner and share one thing they're thankful for. It could be big, small, serious, not so serious, just something. If you are a consistent breakfast eater, or if you make a cup of coffee each morning, you could also tie your gratitude mini moment to one of those habits. It doesn't matter the meal as long as you're consistent. All right, gratitude mini moment number three. Sometimes when you have trouble coming up with a habit to stack, you've got to get a little creative. So here's an example. A while back, one of my time management coaching clients wanted to create a more consistent prayer habit, but was having trouble finding something consistent in her day besides brushing her teeth. When you do 12-hour shifts on inconsistent days of the week, like so many in the healthcare industry, or you just have a weird, unpredictable schedule, instead of tying your gratitude mini moment to an existing habit, tie it to a landmark. For my client, the stop sign at the end of her street became her habit landmark. And every time she paused at the stop sign before leaving her neighborhood, she said a quick prayer. Do you have a stop sign at the end of your street? Is there a billboard you always pass or a bridge you always cross? Maybe instead of a landmark, you think of something you're grateful for every time you open your garage door. Whatever you choose, having a landmark to designate as a gratitude mini-moment spot is another super easy way to incorporate consistent gratitude into your everyday life. All right, 
I said I was sharing three ideas, but I've got a bonus for you real quick before we go. I mentioned earlier that so often when we think of starting a gratitude practice, that we envision a gratitude journal as being the only way or the main way to practice gratitude. And the thought of journaling can feel really intimidating or cumbersome, so we give up before we even get going. One way to make gratitude journaling super simple is with just a single sentence a day. Back in episode 103, I told you about my friend Krista Hutchins' journal called the Moving Forward Journal. It's a super simple sentence a day journal that would be ideal for kicking off a simple gratitude practice and creating a gratitude mini moment in your day. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes and include a discount code to save 20%. So there you have it. I would love to know what your new gratitude mini moment will be. Come find me over on Instagram and tell me. I've decided to start my day with gratitude and will be adding that sticky note next to my toothbrush to kickstart the habit stacking. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 104, including a link to the episodes I mentioned and the Moving Forward Journal. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 105. 2021 has been a doozy. While there were certainly bright spots, in so many ways, it was much, much harder on me than 2020 was. And now that the year is winding down, I can clearly see why. And I won't be making this mistake ever again. My mistake? I didn't set clear goals for the year. I know, I can hardly believe it myself, and I really can't believe I'm admitting it. But next week, I'll be sharing a little bit about what this year was like for me, why I've totally learned my lesson, and what I'm doing to prep for 2022 to make sure this doesn't happen again. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.